Today on the pod, we talk about earned wage access, we talk about the Zoom boom, and we take a little excursion into the world of Tesla to see what they've been up to too. This is the very first HR tech and transformation focus. I'm John Kennard, and this is Unleashcast. On with the show. Okay, welcome to the very first HR Tech and Transformation Focus for Unleashcast. And it is my great pleasure to welcome our HR Tech and Transformation Lead and Senior Journalist here at Unleashed, Dan Richardson. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's really exciting to be on a podcast about HR Tech. There's not, not too many of us, so it's good to be here. Yeah, indeed. This is the first of uh, hopefully quite a few. We're going to be doing uh, regular monthlies for each of the four content pillars at Unleashed. This is the HR Tech one. This is very much the the um, the focus and the bread and butter and the origins of the company. So it's very exciting to kick this one off. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at three really interesting stories from the last, say, four weeks or so, as we're going to be doing these on a monthly cycle. The first one is actually about Zoom. Uh, so Zoom obviously was kind of... Um, consumer market focused initially but it's uh kind of in- increasingly sort of targeting enterprises and uh, you wrote a great story uh from a couple of days ago zoom users continue to boom alongside profits and apparently in this year revenues reached 4.1 billion dollars they seem to be doing all right very very well um i think it's been a weird one because you've seen that transition from like yeah i think the consumer side where we all thought oh this is kind of fun and now it's every day part of our life ingrained. But it's the start of a trajectory where they're going to shoot up even more. Um, I can see why. And if you read the read the piece, self-plug there. But when you look at Zoom, there's just more and more enterprises using it. But now when they're moving at a basic tier where you'd have ads, they're trialing that at the moment. I think that will really start to push the consumer market as well to maybe giving up more cash. So it's very, very exciting on their side. Yeah, for sure. We we published a uh, an interview with Jodie Rabinowitz from Zoom, um, who was talking at Unleash America, and um, she said Zoom had become a part of our lexicon, a part of our language. You know, it's a verb now, and uh, which is quite an incredible thing. It's surely every the place that every company wants to get to to become actually part of the language that you use day to day, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. And they've numbers wise, they've we had a piece earlier this year where it was or maybe 2021, where it said that they've doubled their headcount. They've absolutely exploded in terms of revenue. And um I don't think even they could predict that it would the last two years was going to be quite as successful, albeit in pretty bad circumstances. Um yeah, it's been a huge turnaround for them. Um well not a turnaround. That's too harsh. They've uh, they've just really managed to to jump on that market and make it a real success. And there's been good com- competition. You know, Google Chats are doing their bit, and obviously there's Teams, and there's all these other different networks from you know very established providers as well. Yeah, the interesting thing for me uh, would be that Zoom, obviously, the shares rose very very sharply in say March April 2020. Uh, you know, when when people made a very very sharp pivot towards uh, working remotely and it became obviously an essential part of everything we did but then you saw them drop quite significantly as well probably six months after that when people thought oh well it's over we're all going back to the office and then they've risen again so you've had this really crazy fluctuation in the share price uh, because I think 
maybe people now realise that we can't really take for granted that the, the pandemic is going to be over. And also we've settled into this idea of what hybrid working should and can be for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, and flexibility is a huge thing for, for everyone now. I don't think there's many people who are absolutely gearing to go in five days a week unless the job really necessitates that. That's where Zoom's really handy because as nice as it is to do uh, you know, asynchronous messages and staggered messages uh, where you know you pick up your email, sometimes you need to jump on a call and kind of get things sorted now. So I think Zoom is really cemented in its places. This is how we do meetings now. Like it or not, I know it's not as nice as speaking face to face, but I think the practicality aspect has been has really been cemented now, like, like you said. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, other platforms are available, but the general yep. idea of kind of video conferencing is, is definitely here to stay. Uh, the next great story was about uh, salary loans. The headline was salary loans are not the same as an advance. And we're talking here about EWA, earned wage access. Dan, tell us about what is EWA? Yeah, so I always described earned wage access as doing what it says on the tin in respect that it's essentially having access to the wages you've already earned in the month rather than subscribing to that monthly paycheck. It's one of those, when I first started hearing about EWA, I wasn't too sure. I was on the fence because I was like, oh, I quite like how my bills work. You know, they kind of all go out at the start of the month and then we go on week to week. But we've been really fortunate at Unleashed to speak to some, I guess, EWA pioneers or people who are really passionate about it and get a bit more insight, I guess, get us off our tower a little bit where you go, oh, well, I've got my finances kind of in a nice order. And then when you look perhaps further down the pay, pay scale, um, why you need you know, access to wages sometimes earlier and sometimes later. Um, in this case, we were really lucky to speak to Payflow, who've got a lot of exciting things coming out. They're a European-based uh, emerging tech company. And uh, yeah, Benoit, uh, Benoit Minardo sat down with us really and kind of gave us his vision, um, which is a little bit different, not to go on too much about it and give it all away, but it's more about taking, taking money off the employer rather than the employee, differentiating it from a loan where you could say, I've given you your access, you know, to this money, but now you've got a 5% charge on it. It sounds like something that should have been done ages ago and a really, really good idea. But it also seems, I guess, uh, on the fringes a little bit at the moment. Do you think it will catch on in a major way? Do, we, do you think we're seeing the start of a, a, a revolution in, in um, the way that salary and payroll work? Yeah. Do you know, I think Ahmad made a really good point where it's almost like a, a de-evolution. We're, we're looking almost back to the, I guess, you know, industrialization where there was more of a, you know, a, a shift to this is monthly work now. This is where you get your monthly pay rather than you do deliver. I think his analogy was, you know, a sack of grain and you get paid for that grain, you know, and it would be very transactional. And I think the gig economy is a big part of that. Of where, why it's changed and why our attitude's changed. If you're an Uber driver, you've completed a drive, the money goes straight to you. And I think particularly with work um, that has a transactional element or there's an end goal and it is finished, it makes complete sense for people to then get paid. Because, you know, if you're doing it job by job by job, um, then it's kind of a waste of time almost to wait to the end of the month. 
I think the the other part of that is I think the way we monthly do our monthly bills is dissolving as well. I think it's quite rare other than for me personally, rent um, and my internet bill to go out monthly, but everything else seems pretty fast, fluid, um, agile, dare I say, to jump into the tech development talk. Um, so yeah, I think it, it's a real natural progression from where we are. And in some ways it harkens back to a very traditional sense of, of how pay should work. Um, but yeah, I think if I had to call it, I'd say in five years time or so, I'd be very surprised if major companies weren't, weren't offering this across the board. That's my big prediction. I was going to say, don't quote me on that, but can someone might play this back and say, you were, you were so wrong. No one does EWA. But. No, you've said it now. It's, it's on record. <laughs> um, talking to uh, Mark Coleman, our CEO yesterday, uh, he was saying that a lot of payroll providers are getting more into the HR tech space like the in, in in terms of like HR management systems and that seems like possibly a big move where fintech companies are moving into HR that is also another very a bigger wider interesting development I think Th- these are kind of early stages but what do you think about that just finally I think it's it's a natural progression I think especially when you look at compliance um particularly when you you know you bill in or you know, you have the company pay for your meal, your train, whatever. Um, to have that centralized, quick and easy, and not a crumpled up receipt that's sent at you know maybe one a.m. if the work due's gone on for too long, or something like that. I think that absolutely makes sense. And something really interesting that's come up when we've talked to um, these smaller, you know, financial and fintech vendors is that they want to get higher in a value chain. So it's, it's not just about, oh, we've got you covered on compliance or we've got you covered on EWA. It, they want to be a hub for all these financial transactions because that's really where the money is. If you're the centralized place where everyone goes, the money runs through you, as it were. And I, I think that's really the direction that almost everybody's scrambling to get to is can we become a neobank? Can we do um, all, you, all your bills? Can we do you know, the compliance side as well? So I think it's really exciting. We've definitely got the technology to do it. I think it's just a case of who wraps it up in a neat package first and makes it viable for employers. Yep, who's going to be the Zoom of the neobank world? Uh, yeah. So the, the very final story is about um, our favourite and yours, the Musk family. Or well, This time it's Kimball yeah. Musk, but um, also Elon Musk and uh, a story about Tesla and their work with Bitcoin. So a story you wrote from a couple of weeks ago, February 24th, Tesla, quote, very ignorant of environmental impact when investing in Bitcoin. Tesla, uh, the, the, the pioneering electric car company, um, very high-end uh, executive level electric cars, also very closely linked to Bitcoin, which is famously not the most environmentally friendly of uh, cryptocurrencies. I mean, there's obviously uh, some hypocrisy, some some conflict of interest going on here what do you think have they done enough to kind of turn around what people uh, think of their initial position on bitcoin or are they just kind of for me it seems like elon musk says one thing one day and then they're completely opposite the next and it's a bit difficult really to keep a track of what do you think yeah i i personally think i'm not a huge musk fan that would be the disclaimer um but i i think the huge fans of musk will say oh great that that 
may track for me. I may buy that. I think the more cynical of us um, will probably think this might be a bit of a cop out. Um, or, you know, in nicer terms, um, it seems quite silly on reflection. I think, I think Elon Musk obviously had a lot of benefit from promoting cryptocurrencies. He had a huge stake in it anyway before the Tesla move. Um, it, the irony and everything else that goes on with that, I think, is the bigger question, really. We want Tesla. Oh, do we want Tesla? A lot of people want Tesla to be the part. Well, they are the pioneer of electric vehicles, but, you know, they become, you know how we said Zoom? It becomes synonymous. It's like I'm getting in my Tesla rather than my electric vehicle. Um, so, yeah, I think they're, they're basically in a little bit of a, a moral a moral paradox. And I think it's really interesting because I think Tesla don't shout enough about how they are good for the environment. I think they very much go in a different direction with their ads, which is we're really cool. We can make fart noises come out of your car home, which is... You know, it, it it's all, all it all feels very like Web 2.0. You know, this when memes became such a huge thing, it all feels like it's almost formed out of that very strange environment. Um, so yeah, sorry, a bit of a tangent there, but I don't think many people will be buying into the we didn't realize because there's I would hope there's very intelligent people at the top of Tesla making those decisions. I do feel a bit sorry for Kimball. Um, Kimball Musk, his brother. I I know he's a board member, but as I know his sort of specialty is he's a chef and a sort of food entrepreneur, um, which maybe makes it more believable that he was on the side of, oh yeah, Bitcoin sounds great. It's decentralized currency and it's not not a big deal. But I think more generally, if the board's making that decision, they must have been conscious of the environmental impact. Um, I think any any researchers worth their salt would have probably highlighted that one. Um, and I, I'll be interested to see what they do in the future. If I were them, I would double down on the, you know, the the benefits of being environmentally friendly, trying and get stuff in through that. You know, if you're if you're looking for new talent, I don't think they will though. I don't think they need. I don't think they want my advice on it. <laughs> I don't think they'll go that way. Well, maybe. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I think it's it, it's cynically, it's all about uh, the optics, and the optics are not really with Tesla at the moment. And the the stock price is all over the place as well. Nevertheless, it is kind of the pioneer in the market, so we'll see. But um, definitely some hypocrisy going on there. So that was the first HR tech focus. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for your time. Uh, we're going to be catching up again next month with a few of the biggest stories. How was it for you, the first one? Did it go okay? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I hope I didn't ramble too much. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's some been some really good stories, so I was quite happy to to ramble a bit about them. We don't always get to include it in the news stories, particularly our thoughts and opinions on it. Exactly. Well, thanks a lot. See you all next time.